chapter six of catherine de bora or social and domestic scenes in the life of luther this is a LibriVox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by kathleen catherine de bora or social and domestic scenes in the life of luther by john g morris chapter six catherine a widow her support sufferings journeys death no one was more deeply distressed at his death than the mourning widow for more than twenty years she had lived with him in uninterrupted harmony had sought to alleviate his sufferings and had shared his joys and she was not permitted to see him die nor minister to his last wants even if he did die among friends yet she was not there to smooth his pillow and to perform those tender offices which an affectionate wife alone knows how to do when on the twenty-second of february the corpse was conveyed to wittenberg and deposited in the castle church and all the inhabitants of the city went to meet the melancholy procession there stood catherine weeping and with her children looked on her deceased husband she survived him nearly seven years and cherished his memory most affectionately though his enemies assailed him most virulently when he was no longer present to defend himself yet she never allowed her affection to cool nor her interest in his work and reputation to abate the black velvet cloth which had covered the funeral car came into the possession of the widow and for many years it was preserved among luther's posterity as a valuable memento neither did the elector forget her he wrote her a letter of condolence in which he sought to comfort her on the grounds of the happy death of her husband and the secret wise counsel of god at the same time he repeated his assurances of his protection of her and her children although luther had expressed a desire that catherine should remove from wittenberg fearing that after his death she might not be able to support herself there yet induced by good reasons she resolved to spend the remainder of her days in that place for where could she expect to find better friends than in wittenberg buchenhagen Krusiger, melanchthon and others were still living who were her counsellors and comforters and wittenberg was also the place where her sons had already begun their education and where they could most advantageously finish it luther had some time before his death made ample provision consisting of various kinds of property for his wife which she was to hold independent of her children in the event of her remaining a widow in the document conveying it to her he speaks of her in the most exalted terms as a pious woman a faithful wife and an affectionate mother the property thus left was far from being sufficient to maintain the widow and her children the elector of saxony agreeably to his promise contributed to her support the dukes of mansfeld and the king of denmark also liberally came to her help the elector john frederick of saxony who had already paid the funeral expenses thus wrote to dr scherf professor of medicine and rector of the university 
and as we have heard that the widow of the sainted luther is in need of pecuniary assistance we send you by this messenger one hundred gold groschen for her use he also wrote to cruciger and melanchthon the guardians of the children to select a teacher for the two younger sons martin and paul with whom they should also board he directed that with regard to the oldest son john they should wait six months longer to ascertain whether he was inclined or qualified to study a learned profession and if not the elector promised to give him employment in his palace as a clerk or secretary to enable the guardians to execute his wishes with regard to the children the elector sent them two thousand guilders he likewise afterwards sent the same sum to the widow the dukes of mansfeld for whose benefit luther had undertaken many journeys and suffered much trouble were not behind in the same year they established a fund of two thousand guilders for the benefit of the widow and children from which they drew an annual interest of one hundred guilders part of the capital only was paid for when catherine died in fifteen fifty two one thousand guilders still stood to her credit the year after luther's death christian the third king of denmark transferred for her benefit fifty dollars the remainder of a sum which he had previously granted to luther and several of his friends catherine wrote to the king expressing her profound gratitude for this act of benevolence but she was soon called on to experience additional sorrows the small called war had already broken out in fifteen forty six which brought desolation into many peaceful and happy families catherine did not escape the general calamity the elector john frederick who would certainly have done more for her was taken prisoner at the battle of malberg april twenty fourth fifteen forty seven wittenberg was besieged on the fifth of may and on the twenty fifth charles v with his spanish troops entered the city as conqueror all the faithful subjects of the elector and many persons who had embraced the doctrines of the reformation had left before the siege the widow of the reformer with her children could not possibly remain behind she accompanied dr george major professor of theology to magdeburg and thence sustained by the town council of helmstadt she went under melanchthon's protection to brunswick from whence dr major was to conduct her to copenhagen here she expected further protection and support from the king of denmark as her illustrious benefactor the elector of saxony could no longer assist her but she did not proceed farther than gifhorn near brunswick for a proclamation appeared promising a safe return and the secure possession of their property to all who had left the country it seemed best to her as well as to melanchthon to return to the home she had abandoned but her life from this period was an unbroken series of sorrows the assistance she had formerly received from the liberality of the elector was withdrawn the annual contribution of the king of denmark although he had promised further help had not been sent since fifteen forty eight and her small real estate was loaded with taxes it would have been difficult for her to support herself and four children if she had not some time subsequently mortgaged her little farm at zilsdorf for four hundred guilders and pawned some silver ware for six hundred guilders 
she also rented out several rooms in her house as her husband had done and boarded the occupants and thus she contrived to gain a meagre subsistence in the beginning of the year fifteen forty eight she travelled with melanchthon to leipzig in order to solicit from the imperial assessor some diminution of the oppressive war tax melanchthon also wrote to the king of denmark entreating him to continue the annual contribution which he made during luther's lifetime buchenhagen wrote similar letters to his majesty begging him for luther's sake to come to the help of the poor widow and her children but as these repeated appeals were fruitless she herself wrote to him october sixth fifteen fifty in this letter she calls to his mind the services which her illustrious husband had rendered to the cause of christianity and his majesty's former liberality to him in pathetic terms she represents her destitute condition and the severity of the times occasioned by the existing wars she says your imperial majesty is the only king on earth to whom we poor christians can fly for protection and god will doubtless richly reward your majesty for the kindness you have bestowed on poor christian preachers and their widows and children this letter did not immediately produce the desired result two years afterwards when most sorely pressed by want she repeated her entreaty and wrote again in this letter she complains of her forsaken condition and declares that she had been more unkindly treated by professed friends than enemies she writes in a deeply desponding tone and seems to be on the brink of despair buchenhagen seconded this appeal to the king and it was successful a contribution was received which relieved her immediate wants and comforted her desponding heart luther's exalted merits were not always recognized at least not in the way in which they should have been the widow of the man who conferred favors on thousands at the expense of extraordinary self-sacrifice often pined in misery and paid the severe penalty of his disinterestedness and liberality with much truth could it be said in a discourse commemorative of her virtues during the war she wandered from place to place with her orphan children enduring the most trying privations and perils and besides the numerous trials of her widowhood she also encountered much ingratitude from many and she was often shamefully deceived by those even from whom she had a right to expect kindnesses on account of the inappreciable services of her husband to the church after the peace of passau july thirty one fifteen fifty two security was re-established for the protestants and the former elector of saxony was restored to liberty about this time a contagious disease broke out in wittenberg and all the members of the university removed to torgau catherine also determined to leave the place with her two younger sons martin and paul john was studying at konigsberg and her only daughter margaret was to follow them a short time after on the journey the horses became unmanageable and ran away with the carriage catherine more concerned about the children than her own safety and with the hope of facilitating their escape leaped out of the vehicle and fell violently into a ditch full of water 
this painful accident gave such a severe shock to her system that she was conveyed to torgau in a very weak condition where she took her bed and never left it alive her illness increased from day to day and soon assumed the decided character of consumption two months after december twenty fifteen fifty two she died in the fifty-fourth year of her age her funeral was attended by an immense crowd of persons the professors students and citizens united in demonstrations of respect for the deceased widow of the illustrious reformer during the whole period of her sickness she comforted herself with the promises of god's word she heartily prayed for a peaceful departure out of this vale of tears she frequently commended the church and her children to the continued protection of god and her daily supplication was that the true doctrine which the lord had given to the world through her deceased husband might be transmitted uncorrupted to posterity a plain monument in the city church of torgau designates the place where her remains repose on the monument or tombstone there is a recumbent statue the size of life with an open bible pressed to the heart the inscription is anno fifteen fifty two den twenty december ist in gott selig entschlafen ad her zu torgau hern d martin luther's zeligen hinterlassen witwe katharina von bora end of chapter six